With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Hello and welcome to another Ken Seven podcast and joining me uh, for a chat about the Reds. Um, recent games and the, the game at the weekend against Wolves is none other than Paul Daglish. Paul, welcome and thanks for joining me, mate. No problem, pal. Um well, obviously, we're just off the back of a fantastic result against Everton. I mean, I, I, I watched the game at Goodison. That um, <laughs> was as comfortable. I mean, what did you? How did you see the game? You know, pan out, and what did you think? To be honest with you, I thought at the beginning we we came out flying, and it was a it was a mismatch at the beginning. I mean, we were we were so dominant, and and they they were a little bit devoid of ideas. Um, I think when. Uh, you know, without Calvert Lewin, they tried to have Rondon be the time. And when they actually went a little bit direct in the sec, you know, the end of the first half, towards the end, they got a little bit of momentum. Um, but then when we came out and said, just killed it again, you know, just just unbelievable. Uh, it's just, man, it's 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 mad. It's like the, you just the team is just so uh, it's just in such a good moment right now um, in terms of, especially on the attacking end, that it's just you're just going to games and you just. There's no nerves. Like even even going into the derby, there's no nerves. You're just excited to watch the guys play. Did you think, I mean, obviously you mentioned it there, that first 20 minutes we were relentless and we were like a machine, weren't we just creating chances at will? I actually thought a little bit before they scored their goal, I could see um, I could see them high pressing and doing it in teams and doing it with intensity. It was all quite, you know, people sprinting to do the press. And I thought that had an effect and we struggled to adjust to that. Whether that was going to culminate in a goal or not, it might have just been coincidence. But did, did you see any of that at all? But, uh, Everton pressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And and Liverpool played through the pressure a few times, though, Gav. You know, it's when you hear the crowd getting... The, the crowd, I think there was a few tackles. 
They, the Goodison crowd love that. You know, they, they love the aggression. Everton started playing like Everton should play, in my opinion. I mean, that's the way Everton should play. You know, horrible, uh, aggressive, physical. Uh, that, for me, is the identity of Everton. Um, and when they started playing like that, they were a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. But when when you start getting, you know, when you when you get the the next goal, they just capitulated again, didn't they? And 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 it was uh, just a complete mismatch between between standards. And and it was funny listening to Rafa after the game say, "Oh, Liverpool have spent, you know, this team spent all this money." You know, if you look at the net spend between Liverpool and Everton, Everton have spent a lot of money as well. You know, Everton yeah. have just spent shite. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I mean, he's brought. I mean, I don't know whether they were restricted in the summer to uh, on who they signed because they signed uh, you signed Townsend on a free, Rondon on a free, I think, and um, Damari Gray for like one point seven million. So that made me think, well, maybe they couldn't spend any money. But prior to that, wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it being, should be. It should be. You know, if, if if financial fair play actually means anything, they've spent loads of dough. Mm. and not brought any in. We've mm. spent loads of dough, but brought loads of dough in. Mm. So, at the end of the day, if financial fair play works, then they shouldn't have been able to spend money. Mm. I do, and there's another thing of like, most of our players have increased in value since we've signed them, even the expensive ones. Yeah. Uh, whereas I think at Everton, they've signed players, they've signed players on the way down. So it's players coming from bigger clubs to come to Everton. I know that sounds like I'm being a bit, uh, out of order, but it is. It's you look at a Wobig, you look at Walcott. You know, were they ever really going to elevate them to another level? Yeah, but then you, there's a flip side to that as well. Like I think Allen and Decore, um, you know, they they they're decent. You know, they're mm, they're yeah. decent players. So you, th- there's a there's a little bit of both, mate. Mina was obviously out from the game. Um, you can say what you want about him, but the the way I look at it, Gav is. You know, you, you talk about players increasing in value, and yes, you know Ian Graham and uh, the rest of the the analytical team, and then um, you know Barry as well with the scouting department, um, Michael Edwards as well who's leaving now. They, they deserve a huge amount of credit. But what mm. you've got to remember is, if you just bring somebody, you're not bringing these players into a vacuum. You've got to give an unbelievable amount of credit to the manager as well for the environment that he's created for these players to improve. Like, there's, if you look at it, I don't care who it is. You can go through almost our whole team uh, and every single player that's come into Liverpool's environment has improved from the environment that they were in. And that's all credit to the manager. You know, you look, we, we haven't got many wrong. I mean, even, even like the, the two that we've probably got wrong were the two kind of emergency signings last year, the two centre-backs uh, that we brought in, Kabak and... and um, What's his face? Uh, it, it was, it was. But but to be honest with you, every even even the left back that's coming, mm. done great when mm-hmm. called upon. Mm-hmm. You know, done great, and it's, me, it is absolute credit to, to let, the manager, and the rest of the coaching staff. Let me just digress there away from Liverpool, but obviously yeah. you're you've been a manager. Um, yeah. How hard is it to to create that sort of culture and that environment for players, that, for basically to get the best out of players? Well, all you can do is maintain the standards. The players create that environment themselves. So the, right. the, one of the most important things you can do is have good senior players that don't let the standards slip. Um, 
you all you can do is maintain it and remind people of when it drops below that. Um, you can tell them the expectations that you've got um, and then maintain the standards. But it's up to it's really the senior players that are going to implement it. Um, and, th and then if the senior players are doing it, then the other players follow. But it's really, really difficult to do that without the buy-in of the senior players. And that's why when you look at Liverpool, they, they, they I know it sounds cliche, but they don't have, they've never signed a superstar. You know, maybe Thiago's maybe the closest they've ever come to signing, you know, a true superstar. Well, there were still question marks over Van Dyke when we signed Van Dyke. I know he was 75 million, but a lot yeah. of people were coming out going too much for him. I think that's it. I think that I think when you come to Liverpool, you've got to you've got to hand over your ego as an individual and sacrifice yourself to the team. Um, and some people find it easier than others. Uh, and and I think that Jurgen understands that the, the thing about Jurgen is he knows exactly who he is. He knows exactly what he needs for him to play the type of football that he wants to play. Uh, and you know, it, and that includes what type of personality you need. Um, you know, because it's not, you can bring in a collection of good players, Gav, but if you've not got the right mindset, then you've got no chance. And I think that's why, you know, he values the Lalanas. You know, we, we may be looking from the outside and say, you know, Lalana's not really played that much, but he was loved by Jurgen Klopp, uh, Milner, uh, Henderson, these guys, uh, the one thing that they do is, you know, you can even tell that from the outside looking in, is they set the standard every day. And then what happens is when you bring in a player from an environment that wasn't of that standard in terms of intensity and training every day, then they improve. Mm. But it's, it's a really line with Liverpool between improving and getting injured because it's, it hard. It's interesting that you, you say that about, especially about Henderson. If you're at the, if you sit where I sit in the stadium when I go to watch them, I'm right behind the Jurgen Klopp, but I'm, I'm also not not far from the line. And yeah. the berating that Henderson gives Trent, Alex, he's on Trent Alexander Arnold's case all the time. Trent, all the time. You actually feel sorry for Trent because he's like just getting it all the time, and that's part of that thing that you're talking about. It's like. Who's doing? I always, I, I was watching them go. Who's doing that when Henderson's not on the pitch? Who's yeah. keeping them on the toes? Who's not letting anything slip? Who's telling them when they've done something wrong so they don't do it again? And I think that's what you're on about, isn't it? The senior pros, one hundred percent, Gav. Because if you're playing at Anfield, it was different during COVID. But if you're playing at Anfield and there's fifty-five thousand in the stadium, you can't hear the manager mm. unless you're right by the dugout. You can't hear the manager, so it can't be the manager. It's got to be the players because they're the only ones close enough to get the message on. I mean, that's why you see now managers giving players pieces of paper because you can't, like, if you're on the other side of the pitch, you just can't hear. Mm. Of course. Well, before we move on to the, the Wolves game, what have you thought of our season so far? I'm, I'm, I'm a fan at the moment. You know, it's like, uh, um, I, I just love watching us play. Uh, and and the, the, the biggest... The biggest compliment I can give, well, not the biggest compliment, but a compliment I can give them is I don't really care about the outcome because I just enjoy the kickoff, knowing that the boys are going to give it a right good go uh, and entertain. And, and to be honest with you, if we lose, I'm all right. Have you ever so felt I like that before? Enjoying this podcast? 
then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast, to the transfer links, scouting reports and fast live reaction shows we record after every match, AI Pro is home to our very best content. With regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Mulby and Sir Kenny Dalgleish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches and psychologists, we'll help bring you closer to the club you love. There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive. Available on all popular podcast platforms with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your seven-day free trial now. No. I don't remember feeling like that. No, no, but it's like you, you believe in the manager 100%. You believe in the players 100%. You're up against Man City and Chelsea, you know, who are brilliant, brilliant teams. Um, but this team never lets you down. And, and for me, that's the that's the key for me as a fan. You know, if you're going to support someone, you know, it's like a, a family member. You're, you're, and that's the way I always want my teams to be. You'll win games, you'll lose games. But as long as you can feel a connection with the team, then that's all that matters, really. You know, because you're going to lose games. But this team, if they're going to lose, they've gone down on the sword. And yeah. that's all you ever ask. It's important, especially for, for Scousers, we, we relate to that, don't we? There's a working class ethos, obviously, from the city and, and everything, but we relate to that hard working and, and well, don't worry, lads, you, you give it your best sort of attitude. Yeah, life um, goes on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, 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 we, we will always deal with adversity, uh, Liverpool fans, um, as long as we believe in the people that are going, that, you know, as long as we believe in the people. And the manager has been, I mean, he's incredible. You know, he's incredible. Absolutely incredible. He's perfect. Like even last year when the results weren't great, you know, for a spell, no point were you thinking, well, we need to make a change here or we need new players. Everyone went, do you know what? I trust him Mm. and I trust players. It'll turn around eventually. Uh, Once we get the centre-backs back, it'll it'll all turn around. And it did. And, And it's a brilliant... In, especially in today's society with, uh, you know, the knee-jerk reaction to everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's an amazing time to be a Liverpool fan. and, and it, But it's not always been like this, Gav. No. It's not always been like... You've been going into games as a Liverpool fan over the period of being a Liverpool fan and gone, like, almost expecting us to do something disastrous. Mm. Uh where and and like oh, yeah. and and it's always like self fulfilling prophecies, right? Because you're well, so annoyed with certain things that are going on, like in your head you're going, "This is going to be shit." Yeah, I told you, I told you. Yeah, well, I said that it was going to be like that. As I if that you. makes any difference, and it's going to make yeah. anyone yeah. feel any better. It really, well, that's, how, that's how we felt for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like as everyone, everyone's self fulfilling prophecy was different. Mm. But and now, we had a bit of that last season as well, didn't we? I mean. It's night and day this season to last. Obviously, there's mitigating circumstances. Yeah, but the the other thing, maybe it'd have been a little bit different if there was people in the stadium, you know, uh, last year. But I think it's such an advantage for us. I mean, even even uh, even the Liverpool fans in the Everton game. I mean, all the humours back as well. Mm-hmm. You know, 
all the humours, but like Rafa's at the wheel, and uh, <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Like that was because Liverpool. I remember back when I first started going to the game, we were so dominant that Liverpool fans would try and think of something funny to sing during a game, uh, and that's back as well. It's amazing. It's like it, it genuinely reminds me. The last few years have reminded me of like why I fell in love with Liverpool in the first place. I like that. That's good. Um, the uh, We've got Wolves, obviously, Saturday, three o'clock. Um, Wolves are, are currently eighth. They're on 21 points. They've had five losses, three draws, six wins. In the last three games, they've had the last two games have been a draw, but they actually beat West Ham, who obviously beat us about three games ago. Um, so what's your point? Actually, so before, no, 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 because I was going to ask you a question and I just forgot. The, before I get on to talking about the Wolves game, yeah. I've just done uh, Jürgen's press conference, so I've just done my little 60-second video and if you haven't if you haven't seen it, you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out on the YouTube channel. It's a long, long time, 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah. um, Jürgen said in his press conference, which is interesting, he said the best thing that's happened to us recently is West Ham beat us. I, I get that. Discuss. I get that. I get that because what it does is it, it's sometimes the little kick up the backside you need, a little reminder that you need. Sometimes you need to feel a little bit of pain to get the hunger back. Um, or, you know, and, and maybe that as long as you as long as you can turn that uh, disappointment into motivation, it can be a good thing. Um, and that's why that's why, you, you know, in football, you've you win or you learn. And they've probably gone, you know what? We took our we, we took our foot off the gas a little bit there. We need to get back to who we are. Uh, mm. They've done it. They're, they're back with a bang. You know, it's every game we're looking like. But what oh, was it? How many games is it now that we scored two get goals consecutive games? Eighteen, I think. Incredible. Seventeen yeah. before the Everton game, I think. Incredible. So mm. I don't think there was too much of a problem before West Ham. Yeah. Um, mm. It's just it's funny though, isn't it? It's like maybe. It's just defensively, really, that we we've um, we've been so good going forward that the, But it's like Benitez said, didn't he? He said uh, playing football is like having a sleeping in a bed with a blanket that's too small. He said if you if you want to keep feet warm, your head's going to be cold. If you mm. want to keep head foot warm, your feet's going to be cold. And and you've just mm. got to choose. And listen, I, I don't mind giving up a few goals playing an attractive brand of football because I I do think if we get involved in a shootout, we're going to win most of them. I mean, it's not like not like uh, Kevin Keegan's Newcastle, though, is it? To be fair, we've got uh, we've got a good defence. We've got a world class goalkeeper. It's there's a good about my yog game. I mean, he was talking specifically about the West Ham game, and he said we we deserve more about that out of that game, but we gave them too many set pieces. Yeah, and he said that's what we've worked on since. Um, and I'm not you know, away from yeah, we 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 we've just. We've usually been good at set pieces, haven't we, for, for the last few years? And there hasn't been a major thorn in our side. Not like historically, where we've always been shit at yeah. set pieces and, and, and corners. Um, it, was, it was obviously something that he felt like he had to adjust to. So from looking at Wolves, I mean, what, what do you think we, to, we are to expect from Wolves on Saturday? Well, it's, if Treor and um, I'll just say his name, Huang, is it Huang? Yeah, uh, if those two play, they've both got pace, haven't they? So the and they've got pace in wider areas. So if we're sending both fullbacks forward, um, 
at the same time, then we've got to be really careful in transition with their pace. Now, the, the thing that we've got is we've probably got three of the most athletic centre-backs, or four, if you include Gomez in that as well, in the Premier League. So we that that allows us to, to uh, limit the effect of the pace that they're going to have in the wide areas. But, I mean, Traor is, I mean, he's ridiculously uh, quick and, and strong. Um, mm-hmm. But we've just got to be careful. I think we'll dominate we'll dominate the ball as as usual. Um, but it's about making sure that we've we've got players in a position to stop transition um, and limit their threat. Um, limit their threat, and that there's a couple of ways you can do that. So if 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 you uh, if the, if trails in a wide area, right, and you you make the service to him straight, then he's coming backwards to receive the ball. So if he's getting played by the wing back in a wide area, then his touch is going to be backwards, which limits his threat. Whereas if he if the ball's coming from the central areas and it's diagonal passes, he can then get in behind. So it's going to be really important defensively that we control the middle of the pitch um, and not allow diagonal service to so okay. they can use the base. And I think if we limit that, if we limit that, then we we you know I don't really see them having too much else that can cause us problems. What are the challenges for a Liverpool team um, playing against the back three or a back five? Because obviously they play 3-4-3 or have done for the last few weeks. Um, What what do you see the challenges being uh, for us? Well, if if any team's brave enough to put their three defenders up against our front three, good luck. So (laughs) what's going to happen is, and, and Liverpool have done quite well historically against back threes. Uh, or back fives, whichever way you want. But I'd like to think that they wouldn't be, even at, even at home, they wouldn't be reckless enough to just leave three um, against three. So what that then does, if it becomes a back five, then that means we've got a 3v5 uh, in the final third, which means we've got a dominance in the first two lines. Mm-hmm. So that means in the first two lines, we, we've got a seven versus five. So we should be able to control the game um, if we can push them back with three. And, and look, normally it's Liverpool, normally a lot of times only have one up, sometimes two up, and then Manny drops in. If it's Firmino, he drops in, Jota drops in, Salah drops in at times. As long as they've got one keeping their back three, back five back, then you can get even more of a dominance between the lads. And then with the ability of... With the ability of you know the uh, Tiago and Henderson's passing to to try and, to then break the lines, get in behind with the movement of Jota and Salah and Mane. I, I just don't see any other outcome than a Liverpool win. If you're enjoying this video so far, please show your support for the Ken Seven channel by clicking the subscribe button, the like button, and also clicking the bell for future notifications. If you could also share the video on your Twitter and Facebook account, that will show YouTube's algorithm that you like our content. Do you know about Ken7 merchandise? The link is in the description of this video. We have premium fanware for fans covering Liverpool, Celtic and Scotland. And it's fanware for young and old. So we have t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, 
caps, mugs, you name it, we've got it. Just something else to remember, every purchase that is made on our website, we donate to the Marina Dalgalish Appeal. So you're helping a great cause as well. I mean, obviously we're talking about Wolves. So, you know, we got Diogo Jota from Wolves. How, how surprised or how have you expected his performances and his form to be, you know, what, what they have been? Or were you completely surprised by what we've seen from him? I think the I think the the best thing about them, and if you look at the Liverpool model, what they've done is they've brought in Diego Jota because he can play in all three front positions. So that that allows you to be more efficient with the money that you spend. So if you bring somebody in, if you brought in a number nine and he could only play as a number nine, well, what happens if you need to give Salah a rest or you need to give mm-hmm. Mane a rest? So the fact that he could play all three was a huge reason why they, they brought him in. I think um, I liked him at Wolves, you know, and I think I saw Jürgen say that uh, when he when he saw him playing for Wolves, he was watching him saying with his energy and his, his uh, you know, his, his, his qualities that he could see he could be his type of player one day. Um, so he's always had those qualities when he, when he was at Wolves. He's just in a far better team now where he gets much more uh, much more opportunities to, to showcase what he can do. I mean, he does well when he plays for the national team as well, right? When mm. he's playing with, with decent players. So I, I think the the biggest the biggest way to assess him is, well, obviously his goals before he got injured last year. And then we actually missed him. Yeah. When when he when uh when he got injured last year, we we really missed him. And then now he's back, you're seeing what effect he can have and the fact that we've got four that can all play and and score does two things. One, it allows you to rotate, but two, it keeps people on the toes. You know, if I if I if I'm not scoring, I might be the one left out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then even if we want to play all four of them, sometimes we could go with a four-two-three-one for for a change. So it's MAE. Not really surprised, no, Gav. Not really surprised. We 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 don't really make mistakes in the transfer market. Mm-hmm. We, we don't really make mistakes, mate. Everyone, everyone that we signed, you know, everyone was going, "Oh, we needed to get Werner," and it, and we get we got Jota instead. Um, but you know, every 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 transfer we've made, Gav, when we when it's been a a thought out one, not a an emergency one, I can't think of one that hasn't worked. You can't help thinking that Werner would have been fine at our place, and that's that's almost the difference. I think so. Yeah, I think he would yeah. have been. He'd, he'd come into to the environment and, and be good. Um, I, I, and I don't think you can... But you never know, do you? You mm. never know. You never know. Well, do you think... So you think we'll win on uh, Saturday, yeah? What's your score prediction? I think we'll definitely score more than two. Two or more. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think, mate, honestly, we were so good against Everton. Um, we've got plenty of time to recover from the game. Comfortable. Uh, just whether we can keep a clean sheet, that's the only thing. But I'm, I'm thinking 3-0, 3-1, something like that. Yeah, lovely stuff. Thanks, mate. Well, listen, thanks for joining us. Obviously, we've had a little chat and we are going to try and get together and do some more tactical type um, yeah. podcasts, aren't we? Coming at it very much more from the the, the, the nuts and bolts of the game and how the team's set up and all that sort of stuff. I know that's the type of stuff that you enjoy. So we're, if you're watching this, look out for that. We, um, 
We haven't thought of a name for it yet, but we will do. Um, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button for us. Paul, thanks very much for your time, pal. And I'll speak to you soon. Enjoy your weekend. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.